Thank you for downloading this in-ear entertainment podcast. You're listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets. Sonnet 127. In the old age, black was not counted fair, or if it were, it bore not beauty's name. But now is black beauty's successive heir, and beauty slandered with a bastard shame. For since each hand hath put on nature's power, faring the foul with art's false borrowed face, sweet beauty hath no name, no holy bower, but is profaned, if not lives in disgrace. Therefore my mistress's eyes are raven black, her eyes so suited, and they mourners seem at such who, not born fair, no beauty lack, slandering creation with false esteem. Yet so they mourn, becoming of their woe, that every tongue says beauty should look so. That was Sonnet 127, which is the first sonnet in the Dark Lady sequence. I'm so excited to be here. I am Mark Chastley. You're listening to Shakespeare Sonnets, and I am joined, as always, by a slightly tired after the holidays. <laughs> Jerry Healis. That was you very had... well read, Mark. I, I hats you. off to you. Yeah, it, I, I don't know why I did that so well. It's, it's the new year. It's, it's the new. Year. It's the spirit of 2014. Marguerite sonnets well. <laughs> that, if if that's my highest achievement for the year, I've done well already. I can't believe that we 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 are in the new year because we haven't recorded sonnets for about like a, a month. About yeah. a month, which is quite weird. <laughs> Because I've been re-listening to some of the old ones to try and get back into the swing of it. And it's so weird to hear us go talking about Christmas. And now it's just gone. Which is a shame. Well, we, we've cool? already had t- two Christmases during um, this series. That's so That's really it's, bizarre. Uh, we're getting old, Mark. We don't know. I'm not old. I'm only 30. Mm. Well, we, we, we are closer to 2020 than we are to 2007. So, Wow, that's... Wow. It's weird. I'm now at the age where I remember myself as a kid thinking, people of that age are really old. Which as is, in, you look at children now and go... Well, when when I was uh, sort of 11, 12, 13, I remember meeting 30-year-old people and going, you're really old. Oh, you're so old. And now I'm 30. And I'm just like, bastard young <laughs> Mark. Calling me old. Past Mark is evil. I don't know if I... I've never really been that obsessed with age. Yes. I, I actually forgot my age. I was having a conversation with some friends while playing a, a computer game. Uh, we were playing Borderlands 2, which is very fun. Um, and they were talking about how old they were and, and asked me how old I was now. Because uh, I, I don't, we don't know these things about our friends. And I'm like, I'm 31? 30, 30? And I couldn't for the life. I had to go back to my year of birth and then work it out how old I was. We celebrated your 30th birthday like <laughs> know, a few well, months ago. I couldn't remember if that was my 30th or 31st. Why would I you can't... have done all that stupid stuff for your 31st? <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm, Which yeah. reminds me, I still need to upload that. All of those 12 gigabytes of video. Oh, that's going to be awesome. <clears throat> I'm looking forward to that. Right. Sonnet 127. That's enough frivolity. Let's, let's get on with sonnets. <laughs> Let's what, be serious. What? It's I, I think this is the first time ever I have read this sonnet. Really? Yeah. I don't I, I don't remember this one at all. Because my my experience of the sonnets are, are mostly dark lady ones. Are the ones that kind of stick in my head. So I've I've heard this one before. I think. And there's one coming up that I distinctly remember my um, English professor reciting to us as his favourite sonnet ever. 
Well, like 130, I think I did in school. My mistress's eyes are nothing like the sun. Yes, I love that one. But I don't... We only did maybe five or six sonnets overall in school. Because we we had all in the same year with all the other um, Dulciet Decorum asks. Like all the important British poems (laughs) within a term. Which means you don't really have time for a that many Shakespeare ones. No, no. And do we have that many historical? <clears throat> Most of ours, I guess, are war-based. Um, yeah, well, defining ones. We did um, we did some um, Robert thingy, what's he called? Browning? Oh, it rings about. It's him I'm and not... his wife were both wrote poems. And then um, uh, whoever wrote Ozymandia and Mandias... Ah, uh, yes, which and, um, you've referred to before, and I, I'm yeah. terrible with names of people. <laughs> Shakespeare's one of the few people I can actually just name, but that's because I'm mm. kind of mildly obsessed with him. And Yeats. We did quite a lot of Yeats. Oh, God, Yeats. <laughs> I quite yeah. liked Yeats. I've I've sort of gone off of him, but in school I actually really liked him. I hated him I have school. his collected works somewhere. I really liked Blake. Yeah. Blake was British, yeah. wasn't he, I think? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I really like Blake, mainly because his poems are so deceptively simple. You read them and go, that's not a poem, that's a nursery rhyme. And then you start picking it apart. And then you go, well, if he's got famous for writing like that, I can write that. And you get two lines in and go, why won't these words rhyme? <laughs> and then you then you realise that he's his simplistic rhymes are so perfect that it must have taken him hours. A very long time, yeah. So I I have a huge amount of respect for him, but that's that's not a sonnet. That's not a sonnet, and it's not Shakespeare. So we shouldn't talk about it. We no. should ban ban them all. It's, it's still poetry. I mean, it's still poetry. As tangents go, that was quite a good one for us. <laughs> yeah. I quite like this sonnet. Um, I I think I like this sonnet because it really shows up the ideal at the time that you couldn't be dark skinned and and. And is it black? It's referred to. She's referred to as black beauty, and and her yeah. hair and her eyes are black. Yeah. So we're we're assuming dark skinned or, or or black in coloration. But this the overriding feeling you get from this sonnet is at that time you couldn't be both black and beautiful. There was that no. it just wasn't a concept that they had. Well, even just you couldn't be tanned. Yeah, just just any kind of. Well, yeah, tan anything that wasn't common. white wasn't. Uh, yeah, it made you common. It made it meant you worked on the field and you were poor and you you had to work outside basically. Which, interestingly, I think is coming round again. I see people with with tans and think the layabouts lay, layabouts who go to tanning salons and and. Well, yeah, but that's a different kind of tan. Though. Yeah, it's that's yeah. that's that's not so much. That is brown. I mean, or orange, you, orange. Depending on the thickness of the layer, in between orange and brown, yeah. just that—that's that, not a tan. <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, it's that fake. I watched um, Final Destination three or four, maybe. They're, they're all the same. Yeah, but it was on TV, and and I, it was on in the background while I was reading some stuff. And there's a scene where two girls go into a tanning salon and then get fried. In a tanning salon, which was, I think, should just be the advert for people not using tanning salons. <laughs> I don't think evil. tanning salons would be that happy with it. 
No, but they shouldn't be. They're giving people cancer. It's like, come <laughs> and pay for cancer. Yeah, yeah, but then, I don't know. I guess cigarette adverts are very brutal. Yeah, exactly. And I, I'm not saying that the tannin salon industry should sponsor that advert, because that would be kind of counterintuitive. The government should sponsor that advert yeah, against Well, them. what was the with the cigarettes? Just tax them. Yeah. Tax them, and then every tanning salon... They can do adverts in magazines and on TV... But they have to have an image at the end of someone bald just on the drip. <laughs> oh. Weathering weathering away in bed. Yeah. It wasn't worth it. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't While go puffing to a cigarette. <laughs> With an oxygen mask <laughs> on one side of their face and a cigarette on the other. Don't do that. You burn your throat. It's not good. They, they, oh, yeah, there have been instances of people smoking while on oxygen masks and then burning Why? their lungs. I mean... But, even if you're not educated enough to know that the oxygen would just flame up and just destroy you. Yeah, you're Surely in hospital for a reason. Just, you have the oxygen mask because you can't breathe. And, it, and then... Just, Jesus. That, yeah, that yeah. is addiction. <laughs> if, you, if you have to smoke while you have an oxygen mask. Yeah. Ah, bizarre, bizarre. Um, what do you think about this sonnet? What, what, what were your thoughts? It sounds as you were reading it. It just, just it sounds very complicated. Okay. It, it it sounds like he's just. I don't know. The sentence structure just didn't really flow for me as as well as you read it, and and there wasn't really a nice flow to this. I, I agree, and that's actually, there's a couple of, there's another sonnet coming up, which I was telling you about before we started recording, where the flow is utterly bizarre, um, and I don't know if that's meant to be a reflection of the subject matter, because he's dealing with something that's so outside of normality, for, for yeah. what people would be used to. I don't I mean, just, I know we don't talk about that stuff, but just construction-wise, it is interesting, and he does have some really nice alliterations in it, so it is a, it is a good... Sonnet, and then it is written really, really well. It just, yeah. even reading it, <clears throat> sorry, I, I mean, I didn't read it out loud yet, but even reading it in my mind, it just, you kind of stumble and fall over the words. Yeah, uh, there's lots of um, B's and S's, and, and again, I, I don't want to yeah, go into too much, yeah. but the beginning, the it bore not beauty's name, and now is black beauty's successive heir, and beauty slandered with a bu- bastard shame. It, it, Certain parts of it roll really well, and then you get further down, and and the punctuation doesn't come where you expect it, or or not with modern English at least, where I'd expect it. Wow, people, people, I'm getting all sorts of bings and bongs in my ears. People are talking to me on <laughs> Skype, and wow. Um, just tell me. them to sod off. I've just put myself onto do not disturb. <clears throat> um, but yeah, the, I I quite like towards the end her eye um therefore my mistress's eyes are raven black her eyes so suited and they mourn as seem at such who not born fair no beauty lack i that whole bit sort of seems to suggest that her eyes have have become black due to uh, the, the mourning state she's constantly in that she can never be beautiful or beautiful in in society's terms yeah it was quite nice I know, my my favourite line was the um what is that one, two, three, four, five, six. 
faring the foul with Art's false borrowed face. Which Ooh. I don't know. I that 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 I would quite like to see that on a uh, a beauty magazine today. Just yes. fare your foul with Art's false borrowed face. Because you're when... worth it. <laughs> there are also other products available. It, it does it, yeah, it does have this very much that fair in the fact that there is no such thing maybe as as natural beauty anymore maybe Art's... maybe yeah. it, it it goes that far i just just as a uh, as as an idea of of um just yeah make make yourself beautiful by putting paint on your face makeup yeah i and i know i know that's still a pressure that that women have today and and in some cases men have today i know a couple of men actually well it's really bizarre thinking about this who who use makeup and and as in i'm not talking about just moisturizer but actually use like concealer and things like that to to hide blemishes on their face so that that force of of needing to be this uh, live up to this false level of beauty is is actually sort of Really, really, even strong, even today, which is seems odd. You would hope that as as we as a culture got bigger and better, no. we'd we'd understand that beauty is more natural. But no, no. Well, I mean, that I don't. It, it didn't. It never really caught on because patriarchy. But there was this whole drive by by the fashion makeup industry a few years ago with um, oh, what were they called? Metrosexuals. Yes. Just men. But if you want to be a man like David Beckham, you 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 have to put on guy liner and manscara and, 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 and yeah, man manscara. <laughs> Which I mean, yeah. fair enough. If you want to do that, then do it. I'm not going to stop you. But I I think yeah that that still exists to a yeah, extent. It still but does, it's no yeah. I I I should point out that definitely not equating it with the pressure that women feel. No. That's, no, completely no. different rounds of madness, but yeah, yeah it, I find it very odd. And when you look at people like um, Sherlock, why? Well, let's go to Sherlock. is a is a wonderful because it's probably the BBC's. I would imagine the BBC spend quite a lot on the production of Sherlock. Probably, um, it's probably one of their higher earning ones. But when you look at Sherlock, the character in it, his face is plastered with makeup, and I mean to the point where you can tell it's. Makeup to get all of the. I mean, Benedict Cumberbatch's face is very pointy and sharp, anyway. But he's makeup to the gills to accentuate those those angles and those slices, and it's it's false, and you can tell it's false by looking at it. But that becomes the standard for beauty, which is very strange. Yeah. Well, I mean, as a culture, you sort of decide what what the standards are and and if your standard is five layers of makeup then that becomes the standard yeah that becomes the standard and there's so where i mean i don't i'm not a straight man as as people to this listeners this podcast will know <laughs> where do you stand on because this song is very much black people cannot be attractive and i'm not saying that that's the case now but is there still a lingering kind of perception in the straight world that being black isn't as good as 
being white or a different race because I I've been watching I've watched a lot of documentaries. There was uh, Chris Rock did a documentary about um, hair, specifically black women's hair. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. And and how from a very early age, black girls, at least in America, don't like their curly hair and they feel they have to have it straightened, which is them copying. Uh, initially, would have been copying. Uh, whiter, fairer-skinned women's style of hair, but has become the accepted black person's hair. So if you look at any sort of Hollywood black actress, they all have straight hair, which is completely, generally unnatural for for them. And so that's a pressure that they feel to conform. And I just wondered if there is a similar pressure in the in the straight world that certain races maybe aren't as attractive as others. I'm putting you in a very dodgy position. No, for I don't. Unintentional racism here. <laughs> well. I, um, as you know, I hate all the races. <laughs> I, I don't discriminate. Equally. I hate white people as much as uh, yellow and brown people. It's, uh... No, I, I don't know. I mean, everyone... I don't know. I, I, I prefer Caucasians, but I wouldn't... I mean, I, there are beautiful Asians and, and Africans and... Yeah, and and there is a difference between preference and and kind of an inbuilt uh, societal uh, mismatch between equality. Yeah, I mean, I've, I don't, I, I don't know a couple now that would be um, white and Asian or Caucasian and, and, and African kind of thing. But I have in the past, and there was not, there at was least no not within your circle, my of circle of friends. That there was nothing that. Yeah, because uh, that's a, that's interesting. Yeah, the reaction to uh, what what my parents would have felt referred to as as mixed race couples or interraced couples, and I don't know if that's the correct term, or I, I, I don't, I don't see why it wouldn't be a correct term. It's a descriptive term, but I I, I don't I'm not trying to be intentionally uh, upsetting if I am, but I don't know. It would as 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 I say that it was it's very much the circle of friends kind of thing. I yeah. mean. My circle of friends, obviously, I mean, you're gay, that's not a problem kind of thing. And and there would certainly be groups where that would be a problem. Yeah, and I've been involved in those groups and, before and it's not fun. <laughs> but, I, I, I can't speak yeah. to general society. I, I think, just still subjectively, I, I would say that in these parts of the world, we've kind of moved beyond that. Yeah, the, it's may- more the homophobia that's that's an issue in in the Western world at the moment than uh... really bizarre. That's I think being controlled behind the scenes by a lot of people for various reasons. But um, yeah, I, I'm I'm trying to think. I'm kind of going through my head for um, uh, movies and TV. I'm I'm trying to think of if there are non-white lead characters, and and it's still quite hard to think of them. And and interestingly, there's um on on is it Doctor Horrible's sing along blog commentary, uh, M- Melissa um, Tao was someone I can't remember her surname. She she co-wrote Doctor Horrible's sing along blog. Yeah, uh, yeah. And the and the commentary to it, she sings a song on the commentary about how there are no Asian main parts. You you can't be uh, a, an Asian character, a strong Asian Asian character on in Hollywood. It just doesn't happen. You have to be the geeky IT girl or sexy ninja assassin. You you can't be the main mm. character. And it's quite interesting. I don't know if that's 
was played up for the humour, which it probably was a little bit, but yeah. I can't think of any main characters who are Asian. There's a few on Stargate, actually, isn't there? Are they Asian? They're all white, male, and... Um, One of the IOU the do- people in Stargate SG-1, I think, maybe. She was a really annoying character, unfortunately. And on, 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 on Universe. Yeah, on Universe you had Asian characters. She was the lady. She was the lady who was also in Stargate. She was. She was also... Uh, I, there's too much Stargate. I, I do, but I just I don't think I've ever seen all of it twice. Oh, I've seen all of it many, many times. Though I once almost applied for a job which asked for an encyclopedic knowledge of Stargate. <laughs> what job was that? It was a um, editor position at Future Publishing on Sci-Fi. Now mm. I think was the magazine, um, but it would have required moving to Bath when I I wasn't able to move, which was a shame because mm. I would have so ruled at that job. They, they look for well. I, I think they've hired everyone now, but they looked for a lot of people a few months ago. Really? Yeah, they just p- p- across their entire range of publications. They're always looking for people because they don't pay very well. But it's one of those jobs there. Mm. Working in for magazine publishing is kind of a I want to do it rather than I have to. do I it. I have to do it. Yeah, yeah. Because I looked at a few because they were looking for. Um, was it computer arts? Was that one of theirs? Yeah, that'd be one of those. Which, which sounded quite interesting. But yeah, I didn't really want to live in Bath. And, and taking the train there every day would, would just have decimated the income. Yeah, and those are your two options. Live in Bath, which is hugely expensive. Or, or train there, which is hugely expensive. Yeah. You can't really drive into Bath. If you've ever tried, you're mental. <laughs> I once tried and got stuck in the road leading up to Bath for like an hour and a half. It was just painful. Yeah, it's a shame. They they need to embrace the work at home mentality, which is awesome. Yeah, especially in that kind of. I mean, if you do layouts or every all, all that kind of online digital publishing, you just pff, there's not really a point of you going somewhere else and sitting in front of the computer. Yeah, to be told what to do when you can yeah. do it at home. <sighs> Sonnet one twenty seven. Look what you got us <laughs> talking about. Future publishing in Bath. You're the one sh- who mentioned future publishing. I, I did, yeah. No, that's my fault. I'm sorry. It's a nice sonnet. I really like it. I, I think I really like it because it, it, even today it brings up, as we've been talking about, beauty and standards of beauty and makeup and different races and, and colours and creeds and how comparatively beautiful they are in society's view, which is completely different to the individual's point of view as well. So... so it, that's what I find totally bizarre is that your society tells all these women that David Beckham is the the height of the male physique, which I I, I don't particularly like David Beckham, no. and and a lot of these women who repost images of him on Facebook, I'm, I I seem to be friends with quite a lot of middle aged women on Facebook, quite bizarrely, and they post a lot of <laughs> that's images. That's a very odd age category to uh, yeah. to have as friends as the thirty year old gay dude. I think I think it's because I've I my career path has been through publishing and publishing tends to be His quite old female, yeah, female, female white, white female, middle aged, posh, yeah. So I get a lot of David Beckham posts, but when you then look at their husbands, none of them are even remotely like. So their own, what they perceive as beautiful and their and what they actually want to be around all the time are two completely different standards. 
So it either means that they've settled for their husband, which I can't believe because some of these women are very determined, or that they are just perpetuating this myth that David Yeah, Beckham but is. attraction isn't looks mm. or just looks. I mean, obviously, if the other person is, to you, incredibly ugly, then it's not going to... That that's not gonna work. Ah, you but, repulse me. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, there, there needs to be the the physical attraction as well. Otherwise, it's not gonna. Yes, you you have to look at the other person, kind of thing. <laughs> I will agree but, to go out with you, but you need to wear this full body condom. No oh God, but I mean, you you can. Um, I mean, we we all have fantasies, and and you you, you yeah. can. You, I mean. I don't know. Emma Watson is is I, I find her very beautiful, but I there there that that's it. That's as far as it goes. I don't. Meh. Yeah, yeah. I suppose that's true. And there are people that I find attractive who I know for certain I could not go out with because I can't bear to be around them for more than like half an hour. That is also true. I have met beautiful people, and then they open their mouth, and you go, "Oh God, oh God, please, no, please step away." <laughs> Just, just keep your mouth shut. It's the best impression you can give. <laughs> but then that that doesn't. I can't be attracted to those people, which might be weird. But if I don't like someone on a, what's the word, mental level. yeah level, if 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 there is nothing in their there's just empty brain, that no. Yeah, and then you then it it destroys it the, destroys was... the, the yeah the exterior. It's like seeing a beautiful person smoke and I, my brain just goes oh god no they just turned the most ugliest person on the planet yeah that's and that's quite that's fairly common in our generation actually smoking uh, people not liking smoking it's, which is yeah good, it's kind of I don't know I've, I've seen a few people our age starting to use e-cigarettes which is just as disgusting but, but at but, least e-cigarettes aren't actually damaging because they're pure, they're pure nicotine so uh, nicotine isn't actually the damaging element of cigarettes. It's the addictive element, but it's not the damaging element. Yeah, but there's still something about... I don't know. It, it's the, still... They, they it still, mimics. I, it, yeah, and it's it the, mimics the movement. still the addiction, which yeah. is the... I think that's... Well, I mean, with cigarettes, it just reeks. It's a disgusting smell, which doesn't help. Yeah. But it's the, it's the addiction that just kind of makes me go, hmm, there, there's something quite wrong yeah i'm i'm trying to kill off my one remaining addiction at the moment which is chocolate so i i killed off last year i killed off my addiction of fizzy drinks as you will remember i went the whole of january without any fizzy drinks and that now i can drink fizzy drinks as a treat and i don't kind of go two liters of coke <laughs> oh god <laughs> which i used to do i used to, i was drinking uh at least two liters of fizzy drink a day um back in 2012 which wasn't good um <sighs> And now I'm trying to do the same with chocolate. So I haven't had any chocolate for a week. And I'm kind of going a bit nuts at the moment. I find money helps. Or a lack of money. Yeah, like that, that is helping. If you're standing in the shop with a pound and you go, I could have some Cadbury's or I could have bread. Ah, see, bread. where my brain goes with that is goes buy the chocolate and then make the bread at home. That is also a possibility. I just yeah. chose bread out of, I mean, you could have said milk. <laughs> Any kind of yeah, basic food item. I mean, you could make milk at home if you bought a cow. <laughs> or, or, or found a pregnant woman. <laughs> <laughs> 
walk <laughs> through the park, my... just fight someone with a baby, and go, could, could I could I borrow maybe a litre of this? <laughs> I just have the image of you in your future house, and this is my milk room. You open the door. <laughs> <laughs> that totally needs to happen. It, it does. I, I right. will convince my other half. <laughs> we need a milk room, darling. <laughs> we need a milk room. <laughs> Do you know what actually telling it? Excellent. Yeah. I think you should read Sonnet 127. If you're ever half is in the room, you should read it to her and declare oh, your beauty God. for a, a black She's reading woman. a book on Klingon. I, I don't want to disturb wow. her. Awesome. Sonnet 127. In the old age, black was not counted fair, or if it were, it bore not beauty's name. But now is black beauty's successive heir, and beauty slandered with a bastard shame. For since each hand hath put on nature's power, faring the foul with art's false borrowed face, see beauty hath no name, no holy bower, but is profaned, if not lives in disgrace. Therefore my mistress' eyes are raven black, her eyes so suited, and they mourners seem at such who, not born fair, no beauty lack, slandering Ah, almost! So close. That's... Ugh, I, every single word in my brain goes, don't stumble. <laughs> Her eyes so suited, and they mourners seem at such who, not born fair, no beauty lack, slandering creation with a false esteem. Yet so they mourn, becoming of their woe, that every tongue says beauty should look so. Excellent. That was Sonnet 127 of Shakespeare's Sonnets. I've been Mark Chatterley, and you can follow me on Twitter at inearent. And I've been Thierry Healers, and you can follow me on Twitter at Sound of Seagulls. And if you don't know, we also have another podcast, which was a sitcom, which is called Supermarket Matters, which is very, very, very funny. And we also sell audiobooks. So go to our website, which is inearentertainment.com, and check out some audiobooks. They are all absolutely brilliant by up-and-coming writers. So support new writers, or you'll end up reading Dan Brown for the rest of your life. That is the punishment. <laughs> that is the punishment. Buy our product, or we will track you down and put you in a room <laughs> with Dan only Brown. Dan Brown books. <laughs> I think that's a suitable punishment. Excellent. We shall see you next time for Sonnet 128. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets with Mark Chatterley and Thierry Hellis. This has been an in-ear entertainment podcast. To listen to other podcasts or find out more about in-ear entertainment, go to www.inearentertainment.com.